Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Railway Hill Podcast. This is one of a series of podcasts that me and my colleague Shannon recorded in an attempt to try and learn more about trains. Because despite the fact we work for one of the biggest railway publishers in the country, we actually don't know that much about trains. In this episode we cover a really fascinating story from railway past, so the crash at Crush, I think you're going to really enjoy it. This week we're looking at a very interesting story called The Crash at Crush. Do you want to uh, explain what this is, Shannon? Yeah, um, it's, well, it's a long story, should I say. Well, I'd say a long story, but it's a very interesting one. The Crash at Crush. So this was a single day publicity stunt in Texas that took place on September the 15th in 1896. So way back in the Victorian era. Hmm. And uh, the event was organized by general passenger agent of the Missouri, Kansas, Texas Railroad, or as it was known then, the KT, in order to demonstrate a staged train crash for public spectacle. As you can probably imagine, it really didn't go well. <laughs> Hence why we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, but rewinding to the very start of it, the KT Railroad had first reached the town of Crush in the 1800s uh, during the construction of the Dallas and Houston route. With the expansion of the railroad, the KT replaced its 30-ton steam engines with newer, more powerful 60-ton engines. And inevitably, there was like an accumulation of these old unused units that were just hanging about. Mm. So in 1896, KT agent William Crush proposed a publicity stunt that would be well that would use the old Katy trains and this was going to be held on the Dallas Houston route at a site which was about 14 miles north of oh, is it Waco I hope it's Waco and not Waco <laughs> I feel like Waco is the right way to pronounce it <laughs> yeah that sounds about south. right yeah I feel like Waco just sounds wrong <laughs> apologies if it is pronounced like that um <laughs> And it was also three miles south of the town of West, a super imaginative name. And a previous locomotive crash had been staged by the Columbus and Hocking Valley Railroad at, at Buckeye Park in Ohio, uh, which was on May 30th, 1896. And that was a huge success. Like it, it garnered a lot of money and a lot of praise from people. They loved it. Um, interesting. So, so I was trying to work out like where this idea came from, you know, because they could have just, I don't know, put it in a hole or something, buried it. Yeah. 
but it's quite interesting <laughs> when they kind of thought, right, we're going to crash them. <laughs> it's all about making money, end of day, innit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Buckeye Park was established and owned by the Hocking Valley Railroad to bring in residents of nearby Columbus um, to have weekend getaways. And the locomotive crash was planned for the park's annual opening day and drew about 20,000 viewers in. So that's a lot of people for them. There was no admission fee. However, the money made from like made on the railroad passenger traffic to and from the park was like what gave them the profit. Um, Uh, So by getting people to come and go back home. Yeah. On the trains. Yeah. That's how they made the money. So William Crush took this idea and ran with it for the Kate Railroad. So you have to remember like entertainment was kind of sparse in the 1800s so um like spectacles like these are pretty much the talk of the town or like even the state basically Mm. therefore it's like unsurprising that people like crush saw these taking place and wanted a piece of the action so to speak it's kind Um, of similar to like the um old public executions isn't it like it's exactly that but (laughs) yeah but for vehicles (laughs) i know don't watch some trades crushing uh, before the time of TV. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, Crush knew that he could advertise the crash to the crush and crash. There's a lot of uh, repetitive words. <laughs> so, he could advertise this to thousands of potential passengers. And with this pitch and the potential income that could be made uh, being clear, his superiors agreed to the proposal and he ended up getting full control of the project. Um, so, similarly to the Hocking Valley Railroad crash, this event would be free of charge. Uh, instead, it would be profiting from the ticket sales on special excursion trains running to and from the event site. And two water wells were drilled at the site and a circus tent was placed up as well as a grandstand, speaker stands, a reporter's platform, two telegraph offices and a special train um, depot. Depot. It's depot, oh. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another word I always pronounce wrong. <laughs> so it is like so, a event, really, isn't it? If they've got all of that going on. Yeah, I know. It might as well have been a theme park. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it was out in the middle of nowhere? Is that why they've, they've been making money on the uh, getting people there, the traveling there? Well, um, as I go a bit further in, it kind of explains that it, it basically was just a temporary town. Right. Obviously named after William Crush for the mm. event. So they just built up this town just to crash some trains together, yeah. <laughs> that's what it started on that principle (laughs) we all love train crashes yep so all of this was looked over by had like a big sign proclaiming the site as a new temporary town uh called crush after william because that's not narcissistic at all but (laughs) whatever there are also like lemonade stands carnival games cigar vendors medicine shows you know like in, like in Victorian films where they show like, oh, this this potion will make your hair grow back or uh, something okay. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Apothecary things, yeah. <laughs> and lots of other shows as well. Um, with There was also a construction member that stated that the shows alone were like worth seeing. So even without the actual big event, people were just coming to enjoy the circus and the carnival shows. Mm. Um, so it was a big spectacle. A separate four-mile segment of the track from the KE was built for the event alongside the railroad. So there was no chance a runaway train could end up on the main line and end up crashing an actual running train. Each end of the track was placed on top of a low hill on opposite sides of a valley. Uh, so the 
trains could meet in the middle. And the locomotives that were going to be used were two 35 short ton Baldwin engines, uh, number 999 and number 1001 or 999101001, whatever you want to go with. <laughs> so there was plenty of safety precautions that had to be taken place. But remember, this is like in the 1800s. So health and safety wasn't especially a priority back then. No. Um, it was a quick quick sweep of the event like yeah it's good to go whatever <laughs> <You're okay. laughs> yeah but uh the day before the event they did they did actually do a speed test for the engines by which was done by railroad officials in order to help predict like when they would collide and katie engineers told william crush that his idea was safe and that the boilers of the engines have been designed to resist ruptures uh, even at high speed crash, so they weren't going to explode, or they were unlikely to. Right. Uh, famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> so each engine would be pulling six box cars behind it. Uh, behind the couplers linking the cars, uh, they were considered unreliable. The cars were chained together to prevent them from coming apart during the in- impact. Uh, so nothing should have like torn apart, really. Uh-huh. So Crush insisted on restricting the public to a minimum of about 200 yards away from the track, but he did allow members of the press to be with 100 yards because I guess their lives matter less, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I suppose it's just for, you know, better pictures and whatnot, Mm. considering each picture took like three minutes to do back then. You probably needed to be as close (laughs) as possible. (laughs) So the KE officials had expected a crowd of about 20,000 to 25,000 people to attend, but the the really good market employee was like an overwhelming success and the railroad railroad sold out more than 30 special excursion trains for the event. So there was a lot more than they were expecting to be there. So for the actual big event itself, uh, it was delayed for about an hour due to some crowd resisting the police because they wanted to get everyone back to a seemingly safe distance. Then at about 5 PM, the two trains pulling cars like loaded with rail railroad ties. Um, they slowly met in the middle a, a photo opportunity so they kind of just like you know did like a handshake sort of thing <laughs> they just bumped yeah. noses and then st- went to the starting points at either end of the track so then William Crush then signaled the start of the spectacle and the crew aboard because there were crew aboard the trains to like set it off uh, they opened the steam to a pre-range setting and they rode the four, well they rode the trains about four turns of the wheels before they like dived off <laughs> oh, okay so they're not meant to be on the train when it collides then. no they just they just get it going to the speeding oh, okay. to be at and then they stay on for a little bit and then jump off you know like jumping out of a moving car essentially it's oh crazy God. i know i don't think any of those what from what i could find none of those were injured oh, okay. um that's good. somehow <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's quite amazing oh it gets worse though <laughs> <laughs> So each train reached about 45 miles per hour by the time they met in the middle, which doesn't sound fast, but because of how like heavy these things are, mm. that's a lot of momentum. So like some of the spectators actually thought that it was traveling faster than that. Um, but it, even if like anyone involved wanted to change their mind at that point about doing it, it was way too late. Yeah. So witnesses actually described the impact as it crashed, um, which was recorded in the Dallas Morning News, I think it was the day after. Hmm. Uh, they said it was a sound of timbers rent and torn. And then that was followed by a moment of like complete silence. And then the two boilers, uh, 
exploded. And then oh the ones that God. they said was unlikely to explode. Uh, <laughs> as if the trains have like collided for a second time. Although this time it came with like a shower of debris and then it basically transformed whatever was left of the locomotives into shrapnel and flung hundreds of feet into the air and straight into the nearby crowd. Who would yep, have thought so... anything could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I guess because there'd been previous crashes and nothing like this had happened, they just assumed it would be fine. But obviously, with there was about 40,000 viewers there and panic started setting in and everyone started running from the scene. And a Confederate veteran at the event compared the actual explosion to a battle, which understandably with all the debris blowing up everywhere yeah. and other spectators started dropping to the floor and the, de- the debris just continued to fall on the viewers with some of it like being small pieces of metal and bits of wood. And then some of them were like the size of a boiler stack. So it's mm. like huge, huge wads of metal. Yeah. For some reason, it just reminds me of Final Destination. <laughs> I don't know why. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a weird comparison to make, but you know those scenes at the beginning where just bits go flying everywhere and you see people mm. get absolutely mangled. Gross comparison, <laughs> but that's just what comes to mind. I've always had that uh, uh, image of, I don't I don't even know which one it is, but one of them starts off with a highway, doesn't it? And there's there's all these cars on a highway. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's one bit where there's a there's a log truck with oh. all these logs in the back and one of them just goes that- straight through the windshield of the car behind it and it's like oh every time i see a truck with logs on the back now i get so scared driving yeah. past it i <laughs> just think of that scene <laughs> that doesn't look tied down that's not safe no <laughs> yeah it's a weird tangent to go on but yeah it just reminded me of that <laughs> maybe but, maybe someone anyway. here had a premonition and they should have warned everyone oh do you think <laughs> i don't know so, uh, <laughs> they should have done it might have yeah. So obviously two people were killed and then about six more were seriously injured, which is a lot less than I expected. Yeah. I mean, it's still more than should have been, but it's surprising that not more people were killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a photographer called Jarvis Dina, I think his last thing. Yeah, Dina. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up losing an eye to a flying bolt, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I think he survived though, miraculously. Like. <laughs> And after all of that, all that was left of the engines were and cars were big smoking masses of metal and wood, apart from the ends of the cars of both trains, which like miraculously went untouched. So if this would have happened like today, uh, there's no doubt like a long and arduous investigation would have happened with plenty of like reparations to be paid, like for those who were at fault. Uh, but it wasn't present day (laughs) and health and safety was like non-existent Mm. so once the panic had subsided and the dead and injured were in the process of being moved from the site spectators returned to the wreck (laughs) basically like vultures and they started snatching up debris from the carnage um as like souvenirs right (laughs) (laughs) i guess that i guess like cigar vendors weren't enough while they were there they wanted a piece (laughs) of the broken train as well they want something to remember Uh, their lovely day by (laughs) Yeah, like yeah. piece of bloody metal from oh, <laughs> awful. awful. Um, I know some some even went so far as like to burn themselves on the, the still hot metal for oh a piece of the, like the train. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like people posing for photos as well. Like they stood mm. on top of the masses. Yeah, I guess they didn't have a very good gift shop. <laughs> Very satisfied with it. Yeah, got to get a selfie on top of the uh, blown up train. <laughs> Even back then, even back then, they were still taking <laughs> selfies. They have a go at us now for it, but those Victorians were at it and all. <laughs> well, I say Victorians, they were Americans, but during mm. that era. Um, yeah. So 
obviously William Crush was immediately fired <laughs> from the position of from the Katie Railroad. Although this was likely just to have been like to save face with the company because he was uh, quietly rehired the next day. <laughs> and uh, he continued to work for the company until his retirement in like a wow. six decade long career, which is <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess in those days, like you could get away with that. Because they would put out the yeah. news article saying he's been fired or whatever. And for everyone else, yeah, that's yeah, you can't Google it. Yeah. <laughs> I know nowadays that'd be absolute uproar. The company would be like going to court every single day for the rest of their existence. Yeah. But yeah, the story ended up making national headlines and the Katie Railroad uh, like quickly settled several lawsuits from the victim, like from the victim's families with cash and ironically lifetime rail passes. <laughs> I think I'd be a bit uh, insulted by that. Yeah. <laughs> like here, your, your family member might have been killed by a train, but have free rail passes forever. Mm. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and the severely injured photographer who somehow survived, he got mm. damages of about $10,000 or about like $309,000. Uh, um. Sorry. In today's currency, which really isn't a lot considering he lost an eye it reminds me a bit but, of like that Alton Towers crash the other year and like the, the people that oh, yeah. now, they've been paid millions haven't they I feel like they got a lot yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I think they were offered like Merlin passes as well so they could get access like yeah similar figures <laughs> the poor room, like read the room <laughs> <laughs> yep I know but com- like compared to t- today, like that amount of money would be laughable in reparations. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. But despite the tragedy, the, ro- the railroad in total actually benefited from the attention and um, it continued to like hold their own locomotive crashes in later years as well. So it wasn't the last one they did. That's amazing. And, and the fact that the town still got named after the guy, even yeah. though <laughs> it's part of his fault. I'm assuming it's not there anymore, obviously, because it was a temporary town. But um, mm. yeah, it's just it's just so strange <laughs> they decided yeah. to build a whole town just for this one spectacle. Uh, yeah. yeah, and name it after the guy who did it. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, that's that's the whole tale of the crash mm. and crush, and it's uh, it's just I found it really interesting because it's hard to believe that something like that would have taken place, especially nowadays when. Well, one health and safety is like through the roof. You mm-hmm. you have to do health and safety like checks for everything. Yeah, and two that like people had to resort to that for entertainment. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's one way of getting rid of some old trains, but and, yeah. and the fact that clearly people still attended uh, locomotive crashes in later years, like yeah. even after hearing about something like that happening, like horrible tragedy is still going. Like that's yeah pretty incredible and yeah. thank god we got tvs <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting because it's like in a way it's sort of like recycling isn't it but a very well actually yeah. no, i guess it's not because you're blowing it up <laughs> well yeah it, i couldn't find anything about what they actually did with the remains of of the locomotives after mm. whether they just scrapped them or what but um well it sounds like most of the people just pinched it <laughs> they didn't have any remains <laughs> yeah I know. I just it's just funny to imagine some of them going in with like train wheels or something because mm. they're like the size of a person. <laughs> <laughs> They've just like put that on their fireplace. Just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice little. It's like mom, I brought a piece of a train home. <laughs> <laughs> it's got blood it's on it. 
<laughs> oh, it's disgusting. A part of me would have like been interested to go and see one of these though. Mm. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. If, if you heard it was happening and it was nearby, it probably would be yeah. quite interesting to watch. Like, not, not obviously not this one where it's actually exploded, but oh no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd definitely get the interest. People watch um, like monster truck stuff, don't they? And that's that's basically just cars crashing into each other, isn't it? Yeah, like crash yeah. derbies and stuff like that. They're super popular and mm. it's understandable. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely a success story in marketing, yeah. <laughs> even with the uh, <laughs> even with the explosion, because they still benefited from it. Mm. I mean, <laughs> so marketers take note. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't really don't. Don't yeah. leave this <laughs> Um So yeah, that's that's the full story. I mean, it's a crazy one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs>